Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi, let me, let me talk about talk. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rap is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome To another episode of Life as a gringo I am Dramos, of course And it is Thursday So it means it's time For our Thursday Trends episode I am flying solo On today's show I mean, we've uh, I've had a lot of guests And then that last show Was kind of like more of me doing a best of type of thing with our, our Just Be Social Club, the mastermind group. I hope you all enjoyed that. I got a lot of really good feedback about it. Uh, again, Brenda at mindofyounglord.com if you want to be a part of the new Just Be Social Club that we are launching in July. So I'm very excited about that. But yeah, sometimes I like to just kind of get on here by myself and just fucking go. You know what I mean? And sometimes the Thursday trends are the, the best way to kind of do it because it's just like, Stuff that's going on, stuff that's got me kind of wound up a little bit, and we'll dive into it. And, you know, there's a couple of different things happening in in the news to, uh, this last week or so. Now, you have the one-year anniversary of the Uvalde, uh, man, the school shooting at, at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, which is obviously horrific. Um, we'll talk a bit about that and what hasn't happened since then, which is shocking, and, and I guess not so shocking if you've been... Uh, had your eyes open and living in this country for any amount of time at this point. We'll also talk about police killings when it comes to Latinos and it being on the rise. We'll also, on the positive side of things, I'm going to do two positive stories here. We're going to talk about a 13-year-old Mexican boy who is breaking some crazy records because of his genius. So we're going to talk about that. And then also we have a little update on the TV show Wednesday. Uh, season two, we got some breadcrumbs that are being teased about what we can expect for it. So I wanted to share that one uh, because I'm a big fan of that show. And I think 
all the work that General Ortega is doing in general is really dope. So we'll touch on that. We'll keep it kind of light, you know, a little half and half on, on today's show. So, man, without further ado, as we always do, let's uh, first start by getting into the nonsense, the BS from this last week in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, y'all, I'm going to just touch on this quickly because it's obviously an issue we've spoken about in general when it comes to police violence, excessive force, all of the above, lack of accountability. But I just want to make sure I keep the conversation going because I think we were all very active in the idea of police reform following the murder of George Floyd. And as what typically happens, we get swept up in other stories, life and the world opened back up post pandemic. And it feels like we've kind of really quieted the conversation of police reform, which, in my opinion, is something we drastically need. You know, it's it's obvious that there are a lot of people who aren't fit to wear the badge still patrolling these streets and, and, and causing havoc. And there are some some new studies that have been done. And this is uh, data from the Centers for Disease Control and talking about police killings, uh, specifically in regards to Latinos. And they're saying that police killings jump from 2011 to 2020 by 45% uh, for Latinos, and that the murder rate for Latinos at the hands of police is about one-third higher than non-Latino whites. Um, And they're actually saying that 20% of all deaths that happened in police custody were Latinos. And these numbers that we're hearing, as striking and startling as they are, might actually even be an underestimate, right? Because they're saying that police don't actually keep a standardized racial and ethnic uh, data system. So we don't know, actually, if all of these numbers um, are as high as they, they probably actually are in, in real life, right? The, the actual numbers, if we were to take into account, you know, um, these methodologies that, of course, don't exist, sadly, where they don't keep track of having a standardized racial and, and, and ethnic data system. If they did, the numbers would actually probably be higher and even scarier. Um, and I don't know. I, I was watching something on um, on TV the other day, and it was just it was like this thing on Rudy Giuliani when he was the mayor of New York City, and they were talking about how the initial police chief under him, like they really were, you know, their their target was to clean up New York, and they had a lot of great success in doing it the right way early on, and then they fired that police chief, and they basically just flooded in new recruits of police and. With that came far more police shootings and and far more acts of violence at the hands of police. And the kind of general synopsis from the former um, chief of police there was that you are putting people on the streets who are not qualified to to have that job. They have not been trained properly. They do not have the skill set that is is needed to do the type of job that you're asking them for. Right? You're, You're not giving them enough training. Um, you're moving too fast in in just hiring people instead of trying to be really specific about the people that you end up hiring, right? Making sure they are the type of individual you'd want to carry that badge and carry the the weight of potentially holding the lives of other people in their hands. And I, I just think it's a conversation that continues to, you know, needs to continue to happen, I should say. And, you know, it's very obvious that there is an issue with a lack of training 
and a lack of quality people wearing the badge. And, you know, again, I I don't say this to keep twisting the knife or to attack law enforcement as a whole. I I, I just say this, or I guess I am attacking law enforcement as a whole. I don't want to attack individual law enforcement um, because I know there are some good people out there who, who actually do want to make a difference, you know, but the problem is we're kind of just giving a badge away to anybody that is willing to to sign up for the academy and and go through the process, right? Not necessarily having a really strict vetting process, and in in not doing so, that's why we see so many police killings and numbers like this on the rise, rather than the decline. It's it's just unfortunate, and it, it just shouldn't be happening. Now, another unfortunate event. We this last week came on the one year anniversary of the Rob Elementary School massacre in Uvalde, Texas. It happened uh, May 24th of uh, 2022. And it's heartbreaking because so much has come out about this. This is probably one of the more well-documented massacres that we've seen. And horrific because of the age of the victims and them being in school and and all of the above and the era that we live in where all of this is at our fingertips to have seen and, and been replayed over and over again. It's scary to think that a year later not much has changed in regards of trying to prevent something like this from ever happening again. And that is sort of the outcry of a lot of the parents who are victims themselves. Um, of this of this massacre and losing their child and the irony here is that gun violence actually continues to be the leading cause of death of children in the United States and there doesn't seem to be a rush for change we talk about it we're angry about it nobody's actually doing anything about it, it really feels like that at least on a, a larger scale I know I had a couple stories where bills were being introduced um, which is a great step in the right direction. But sadly, those things have to go through so many different twists and turns um, to, to even get put into law. And, and chances are they're probably not going to because the powers that be don't want it to. Right. So according to WeAreMeToo.com, despite the tragedy at Uvalde, school shootings continue to happen regularly in the United States. Since May 24th, 2022, there were three major school shootings, not counting the dozens of other instances of gun violence on school campuses. And according to a study from the Pew Research Center, 2019 to 2021 saw an increase in gun deaths for children in the United States. Through the first half of 2023, more than 100 children, 11 and younger, have died as a result of gun violence. The number rises to 600 for children aged 12 to 17. In 2022, a KFF analysis shows gun violence as the leading cause of death for children in the U.S., this is wild. First half of 2023, more than 100 children, 11 younger, have died as a result of gun violence. 600 children aged 12 to 17 have died as a result of gun violence. It's unacceptable. And I don't want to keep like harping on these sad things, but it's like, man, when will we see the, the change that we're all begging for at this point, right? And the answer is not arming our, our teachers and giving them even more of a burden than they already face. Like, I can't imagine being a teacher right now, genuinely. And I say this with all my heart, like I have the most utmost respect 
for teachers. My mom was a, a teacher and then a principal. My sister was a teacher. My, my cousin is now a principal. She was a, a teacher. I've been around the, the school system, you know, outside of, of being a student, but also behind the scenes, spending summers at my mom's school, helping them out, you know, um, helping them set up for the school year and, and just seeing each and every day a teacher coming home and all the shit she had to deal with and hearing the stories. Their job is hard enough and they're not paid nearly as much as they're worth. The answer is not giving them another thing to have to fucking worry about, to turn them into a trained law enforcement uh, officer. Obviously, we need a lot of reform around gun control. And the irony, once again, the sad irony is, um, We Are Me Too, uh, according to We Are Me Too, support for gun control legislation among Texas Rep uh, Republican legislators continues to remain nearly non-existent. In fact, the Republican Party officially censored Representative Tony Gonzalez for breaking from party lines and supporting a gun safety bill. The Republican Party punished one of their own because he broke with party lines to support a gun safety bill. A gun safety bill. I'm trying to be very careful with my words because like I'm I'm trying to grow, I'm trying to be more evolved in the way that I express myself because if I'm coming off harsh and yelling, cursing, all these different things, um, it's going to cause anybody who thinks differently to shut down. And if I truly want to be an agent of change, I need to be very careful and patient with the way that I speak. But with that said, you have a party in the Republican Party punishing members of their own party because they're deciding to support a gun safety bill. And they're doing this during a time where gun violence is on the rise and the leading cause of death for children in the United States is gun violence. Yet instead of supporting change that can potentially save the lives of children in this country, they're more interested in staying in their party lines and then punishing anybody who happens to step outside of that. Like politics is being chosen over the lives of children in this country. And that is the modern day Republican Party. And I'm, I'm saying that in a way of just like, hoping it breaks through to anybody or if you have Republican people in your family like I do, extended family, it's like, man, mention these things. How are you still supporting it knowing what you know? You have children. You, you, know, you have families. Why would you support a party that is literally against trying to keep them all safe? Um, and then wearemetoo.com uh, goes on to say, additionally, Significant gun control legislation on a federal level is still out of reach. The Bipartisan Safer Communities Act of 2022 gestured towards change, but did little to curb the severity of mass shootings. Gun violence in 2023 is already on track to meet or exceed the 2022 statistics. So we are moving backwards in regards to gun violence in this country. The numbers are growing and we're not doing anything about it. 
just vote. This is all we could do. We I, we could use our voices, try to educate, and I hope this breaks through to people in places like Texas, where it's very obvious the powers that be do not give a shit about actually enacting um, change that protects the very people who support them. I always try, I try to find a fucking silver lining and like, I don't want to, that, that's the end of the bullshit stories for this week because I, I can't handle too much more um, of the negativity right now. But there, I, I always want to find a silver lining and I always go back to the conversation with Hector Oseguera where it's, we talk about how frustrating it is to feel like nothing changes because everything moves so slowly. But we have to keep in mind that what we're doing right now the votes that we're taking and, and um, you know, the, the involvement that we have in, in staying informed. It's not for us. It's for the future generations. And while things are difficult right now, they're going to be impossible for the next generation if we don't do our part. And that's what we are doing when we're going to the polls and we're voting and staying informed again and, and, and coming out in record numbers, it may not enact the change that we're looking for immediately, but we have to keep in mind that it is hopefully saving the next generation. And that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me motivated to make sure I'm there voting each and every time that I get an opportunity. And I hope, hope it does the same for you. And with that said, we're going to move on to some positivity here. So we'll, uh, we'll get into our Mijenta segment. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network. 
where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so that was a heavy, heavy first half of, of the show. I tried to just keep it to like two stories because I knew that that was going to be like a lot to take in. Let's let's talk about some positive stuff, though. And this story right here just warmed my, my heart so much. It's a story of a 13-year-old Mexican boy who is actually the youngest molecular biologist in the entire world. So at 13 years old, he took it, he has this profound interest in biology, and he's broken all types of records. In fact, he is uh, considered a child genius, obviously, and he's become the youngest molecular biologist in the world. And he's actually getting another degree because he already has one from the University of Guadalajara this month. And that's just, man, that is so fucking beautiful. Like, as much as much bullshit as there is in the world, I just, I love seeing things like this. People who defy the odds and, I don't know, find their passion at a young age, right? Like, there's a part of me that is is always a bit envious because it, it took me so long to kind of find my voice and find my lane and not envious in a negative sense where I'm just like, um, you know, jealous, but but envious out of excitement because I'm like, man, imagine if you were like that version of yourself or like that confident in what you were doing at that age, like how the world would would just open up to you in, in such a different way. And I that I just think it's a beautiful thing. Like that's what I want for my kids. Like I want to do whatever I can when I have kids one day to help facilitate whatever interest and passion they have so they can kind of dial in on it as as early as humanly possible and they can like really get to enjoy life and and enjoy it in a way where it's like they know exactly what like makes their their heart beat. You know what I mean? Like what what exactly lights that fire inside of them like you know, from a young age, and they get to just enjoy the beauty of that, right? Because I, I think about myself, like, at 35, this is probably the first year, uh, maybe towards the end of last year, where I'm really just like, I'm just in it. And I'm just in love with life. And it has its ups and downs. It's not perfect. But like, the fact that I get to be in in engrossed in my passion each and every day and I have control over what I do and how I spend my time like it's just so wild to me and it makes me just see life through this completely different lens and it like makes me exude love and I just want to pour that love into other people and I can imagine like how great that would have been to have had that at a younger age and and not to have gone through like the lonely path of life trying to figure it out you know and again, I'm not complaining. I think we each have our own journey. And I don't think I would be the person that I am today without all of the struggle that came before it. But I don't know, there's just, to me, something about people finding their interest and, and, and making something of it is, is just an incredible, beautiful thing that will always, always warm my heart. And so look at this fucking kid, man. 13 years old, he's a, a molecular biologist. Man, that's amazing. And then another positive thing here, um, I'm a big fan of the show Wednesday on Netflix with Jenna Ortega. So season two is officially happening um, and they're actually planning on giving Jenna Ortega more creative control over the direction of her character. And they're actually even going to be focusing harder 
on her Lucky Me Bad for season two. So um, getting this from WeAreMeToo.com, they're saying, according to some breadcrumbs dropped by the show's cast and crew, season two will attempt to tie some loose ends from the first season. Still, they want to introduce a few new threads. One of those threads involves exploring Wednesday's life as a young Latina growing up in New Jersey before attending Nevermore Academy. I'm going to pause there. If it wasn't enough that it's, uh, A, the Adams Family I grew up loving as a little kid, B, that it's uh, Latin representation, but C, in New Jersey, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. There might be five people who listen to this podcast from the state of New Jersey, um, and I'm, I'm so excited about the fact we're going to be exploring uh, what it was like growing up in the, in the state of New Jersey as a proud New as a proud New Yorker and New Jersey, and I, I claim both places, but love love New Jersey. Love me some uh, New Jersey content. Anyway, so they're saying that uh, one of the show's creators uh, actually mentioned that one of the most important aspects was, quote, finding moments where we could really make it feel like a girl who's grown up in New Jersey with a Latino parent, and how would that resonate with her as a teen? Certainly this season, we're looking for more ways to explore that. And I think it's 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 really interesting. I'm I'm curious to see where they they go with that. You know, um, I'm I, I was having a conversation. We the the podcast episode you're going to hear on Tuesday. Um, I had to tape it uh, yesterday, and it was a great conversation. Please listen to that episode. I'm really excited about it. But we were just talking about like lived experiences. That was a part of the conversation we were having, and it was like. This really interesting conversation around nuance, right? And and obviously that's what this show is at its core. It's like the nuance of of being a Latino and what the fuck that even means, and all of the preconceived notions that come from it, you know, from within our community, our community, and outside of our community, right? And you know, my guest and I, um, Cecilia, we were having that conversation and, and talking about like both of us have two different lived experiences and. It doesn't mean that one of us is more credible as far as being a Latino goes. It just means that we had a different experience as Latinos, right? So for me, you know, um, being in the suburbs in, in high school and, and being Latin and being other, you know, that was a really different experience for me than friends that I have or family who grew up in in places like the Bronx or, or back in Puerto Rico where it wasn't even like, a thought, you know, you were you were automatically a part of that, you know, and for me, that otherness shaped a lot of my vantage point, my experiences and, um, you know, my journey into finding myself even, you know, so um, I love how I just hijacked this whole conversation about Wednesday Adams and made it about me. But <laughs> I think that's what I'm getting from that description, right? It's the idea of like real representation it's the idea of not just telling one story like we've all seen it before you know um but but talking about the nuance of of being somebody who is a person of color or and 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 other at the end of the day in 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 places that um you know they don't quite fit in and they have to kind of navigate through that right and i think that all of us in in some way shape or form i'm sure have gone through phases where we don't feel like we fit in um and we don't feel like we are a part of whatever group that we are uh, existing in, even in our own family sometimes. You know, so I think the beauty of like storytelling and even shows like this, which are just supposed to be entertainment, I think it's amazing to just feel seen, right? 
And again, kind of teasing of that conversation we were talking about um, that'll be dropping on Tuesday. It was also talking about why TV shows and movies are so important, you know, because A, it's something we ingest on a regular basis, but B, they also give us an opportunity to see ourselves in a character or in a story and the ability to maybe feel just a little bit less alone, you know, um, and there's just such a, there's just such a beauty to that. I don't know. I think, I think, you know, most of us go through life just trying to kind of find our tribe and find that place to exist, find that place where we can kind of like let our hair down and, and, and kind of take the weights off our back and just be ourselves, you know. And I think that's like such a normal part of the human experience. Um, and yeah, even though it's like the norm, I think for, for most people, regardless of where you grew up or what your background is, it's also something that feels um, incredibly like alienating and, and you feel incredibly alone at the uh, at the time as well it's like a weird juxtaposition i guess um and I, i'm just rambling at this point i'm literally just like having a train of thought i didn't get to journal this morning so i might be just kind of like doing a little brain dump on you right now but um yeah i don't know i think i think a lot of people are searching for something more and i think most people are to be quite honest with you and they just don't know how to go about it they haven't been given the tools. And I'm getting onto a whole other topic of conversation here, but um, that's that's kind of what I'm I'm stewing on right now. Is like the more I talk to people, even those who were like popular or fit in or, or did whatever, it was like they almost became a character of themselves in order to fit within that group, right? And I've been there before um, in media and things like that to fit into a certain format. I've sort of become a character of myself, or to fit into a certain group dynamic to give myself the, the value, you know, or the um, sort of uh, character they were looking for, I had to play a role, right? And yeah, I think so many of us are just looking for spaces where we can kind of shed that skin, take off that mask, and just kind of like really be ourselves um, at the end of the day. And that, I, that's just like a long-winded way of like, I guess, getting back to the idea of like, when you listen to a podcast or you read a book or you watch a TV show or you follow a content creator, when you see yourself in them, it kind of like makes you feel a little bit less alone and maybe even gives you a cosign to be more of yourself at some point. That's the hope. That's what I hope when I am just being vulnerable and expressing myself. And I think that's obviously the goal with like the storytelling that they're talking about as well as like having people see themselves in it and connect with the character in that way. Um, and I'm going to end there before I go on like a tangent and just turn this into a whole different conversation than Thursday Trends and like this existential uh, conversation. I think actually it might be time for me to do kind of one of my solo existential conversations because I'm, I'm feeling that bubble up right now. So uh, maybe the next couple of weeks we'll, we'll deep dive into like a topic that's been at the top of my mind um, that I want to share with y'all. But with that said, let's, uh, let's tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos 
para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Time for conclusion soon. Mm. All right, so we, we kind of ran the gamut of emotion today. At least I feel like I just went on like this roller coaster ride of like being really frustrated and upset by the world and then also just like seeing the humanity in everybody. Um, which I think is is the idea of, of life and what makes it all so fucking complicated is that like even the people who are being pieces of shit um, and doing wrong, they they have a story to tell as well. And there is something that happened to them or that they're dealing with that has created the piece of shit that is sitting in front of us. And not that it writes all their wrongs and not that they shouldn't um, be accountable for, for their actions. But I think, I don't know, I, I think that to understand where they're coming from is potentially a way to prevent it from happening to another person, right? I think that's kind of what I, I get at when I have these conversations. Because I have a lot of people who are like, when I talk about empathy, when I talk about like understanding that this world is just full of hurt people who are hurting people, a lot of people are like, so we should just let like murderers go off and do whatever they want, right? Because they're, they're just hurt people hurting people. It's like, no, you fuck up. You got to be held accountable. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there's a lesson to be learned from that person. If I can dig back into their story and be like, this is probably where they began to go in the wrong direction and get these negative mindsets that, that made them do this horrible thing. Maybe in learning that, again, we can stop that from happening to someone else. We can learn to become better parents, better friends, better um, you know, citizens of the world, basically. That's, that's kind of my point with, with all of those, those types of conversations, right? And listen, there's some horrific things like police killings and all these different things are, are genuinely awful things. And I think anybody who does that should be held accountable. And, and also the powers that be should be held accountable for sending people out into the world with a badge and a gun who just have no business doing so. And I think that's what you're seeing with these police you know, killings. And it's scary to think that Latinos uh, are on the rise and, and also that the numbers are probably even higher than we know. Um, it, it's just 
it's again, it's like a really broken system where we just think we should just be pumping out more and more and more cops. And the more you do that, the quicker you, you make the process, the less sort of vetting that happens, the more garbage you're essentially putting out there, right? The less quality you're putting out there. And in a job where you have almost free reign to do whatever you want, it seems, and you have a weapon that can take somebody's life, I don't, I don't want an average person doing that. I, I'd want the best of the best who can you know, really process what's going on in those situations and have been trained properly. Those are the ones that should be out there on the street. And it's obvious that the current policing system um, is, is in shambles and it needs reform. And we just need to keep talking about it and, and not allow ourselves to get swept up in all of the other noise of the world because this is obviously a real issue still. Um, and, and speaking of real issues, we talk about the one-year anniversary of Robb Elementary School um, in, in Uvalde, Texas, May 24, 2022. And in 2023, first half of the year, a year later, we're actually on pace to have more gun violence, more 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 tragedy than we did in 2022. We're moving in the wrong direction. And the over-politicization of guns and what this could mean for somebody's political career, that's what's holding us back. People aren't making decisions or voting or doing their job with the intention of protecting the very people who vote for them. They're trying to figure out how do they get reelected. And a part of that is needing money for their campaigns. And who knows what other shady backfield things um, some money might be used for uh, aside from that, right? But just on the surface, they want those big donors to come out there and, and, and donate for their campaigns. They want the people who have been fear-mongered to continue to live in fear and feel like their rights are being taken away and that, that the issue is something completely different. They, they want to keep stoking those fires so those people keep voting for them out of fear. And that's what's a really scary place to be living in currently in this time period where it, it's, it's politics over humanity. It's people's obsession with power and money and stature over humanity. And, and even more sad is it's not just humanity. It's the lives of, of children. Like, it, it's wrong either way to take anybody's life for granted, but I think we can all agree. You got to be a, a special type of evil to see children being massacred while attending school and not think to yourself, I'm going to do whatever I can in my power to make sure this doesn't happen. It, it, it's just wild. And again, we need to just keep doing our part, know that the process moves slowly and, and, know that as long as we keep doing our part, eventually the right people will be put in place to stop this, this madness that we're seeing. Now onto the positive things. Shout out to this 13-year-old boy uh, who's the youngest molecular biologist in the, in the world. Um, let me get his name, actually. I feel like I'm, I'm like, this dude deserves a, a shout out. I mean, uh, Emmanuel Gonzalez Santos is his name. Um, man, at, yo, at 13, like, if I put myself in his shoes at 13, I was not doing I, obviously nothing as impressive as, as what he's doing. But like, man, I can't imagine being 13 year old, 13, 13 years old and, and 
being a uh, a molecular biologist of the world. It just sounds so fucking wild to me. That like think about yourself at thirteen. Like what was I doing at at thirteen? I think I was in like ninth grade or something like that. Maybe at that point, eighth or ninth grade. Me at thirteen years old. I just wanted to play basketball and um, I just wanted my my crush to to like me back. I think I was writing letters to my crush at that point. Her name was Alyssa. Um, and uh, yeah, that never happened. That crush never happened. But that was me at thirteen. That was my focus at uh, at thirteen. Shout out to her and, and whatever she's doing now. I'm sure she's living a wonderful life. You missed out. Okay? You missed out. Anyway. Um, so the big shout out to, to uh, Emmanuel uh, for, for man. Breaking record. 13. He's getting a second degree this year. Fucking wild. Good for him. And then this season two of Wednesday, uh, the show on Netflix starring Jenna Ortega. I love that they're like diving even deeper into getting to know the cultural roots and and the latin representation i love that they touched upon it first season and the fact that they're like making it a point to dig deeper now that it's found its success um it, it think it's just an amazing amazing thing and i think it's going to make so many people feel seen and validated in their experience which i think is all that we're kind of asking for when we ask for diversity in hollywood and um and and, and in the job place in general we, we all want to feel like we're seen for who we are and we're welcome in that that space you know so doing great things and i love that they're also giving her more creative control over the direction of her character i think that's huge 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 so gotta love it and man that's it that's it for thursday trends i am excited to bring you tuesday's episode i was teasing you a little bit but genuinely i love the conversation and it, it was just amazing amazing conversation so tune in for that tuesday and the just be social club we are opening up our second group starting in july so you want to be a part of that get on it now it's limited it's like eight to ten people we already have uh, some spots filled up so it's a monthly mastermind where you know we kind of try to help you um transform your life in a way that you get really clear on what it is that fills your heart what it is that makes you happy what it is that is your burning passion and get you to a place where you get to experience that thing on a regular basis where you get to have time, where you get to um, have that thing be a, a major part of your life on a regular basis. So that's what we're trying to get to with that. Um, so just be social club, uh, email Brenda at mindofayounglord.com. I'll put the email in our show notes so you can go and copy and paste that. Let her know you want to be added um, to the list for our just be social club launching in July. And then we'll reach out to you and get you all the details. With that said, have an amazing weekend. Uh, I will talk to y'all soon. And oh, last thing, I dropped the spoken word poetry EP. I feel like I haven't said that. Um, it's on all streaming platforms. So just search my name, Dramos, and you'll see the EP. It's called Daniel. It is me pouring my heart out on words and the music that I produce. So you want to check that out? Please. I would love for you to hear it. And that's it. I'll catch y'all on Tuesday with a brand new episode. So then stay safe and we'll talk soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos 
para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.